Hey everybody, this is Random Chattings episode 61. I'm Arlil Rodriguez and my returning guest today is... Zachary Reynolds from the DigiWats. Why do you keep asking me to come back? Because <laughs> I love you, Zach, that's why. I love you too and I love doing this, but uh, I'm very flattered and uh, <laughs> I, I'm sitting in a very minimum wage two-bedroom apartment and I'm very happy that you've notified... <laughs> you, you, you've recognized that I'm special. So thank you're very you. special to me, Zach, and that's why you are back for the fifth time. Fifth time. <laughs> I can't believe that. It started with you again, and here we are again. Yeah, no, it's it's. A, it, is it a month since? No, a year since that happened. It's been about a year, man. That's it, like since you crazy. again. That yeah. is nuts. No, we uh, we did that one podcast. We found out we both like uh, Dragon Ball Z, Game Grumps, and video games, and yeah. uh, a friendship blossomed, and here we are. <laughs> here <Yeah>. we are. <laughs> Um, and uh, good that you mentioned um, geekery in general because today uh, we are going to be talking about the Zelda series. Mm-hmm. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> Damn it! I wish I'd have had a fucking soundboard so I could have just like clicked on something. But... Uh, magic of editing will fix that. Oh, you're right. I I I completely forgot in episode fifty one. My I think I just. Like like the Grumps do sometimes. They say, oh, Barry, edit that in. Or, you know, like Matt and Ryan, edit mm -hmm. that in. And so I just edit it in. Here's an explosion right here. And then I edit it in an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a random explosion. And, and then we just talk like nothing happened. <laughs> I just have to point out that the, this, uh, the, so we're, we're doing this on Skype. This Skype call, we've been doing the episode for maybe about two minutes. And the Skype call is already about... 50 minutes, 25 seconds. <laughs> yeah, we got a little uh, carried away with our, our personal things, uh, personal life things. But yeah, now let's ho let's dive headfirst into Zelda. Um, of course, we're going to get to Breath of the Wild, but that game is... Um, it's also it's, it's the most recent Zelda game, and we have a lot to say about it, so that's going to be all its own segment. But Zach, um, mm -hmm. let's start chronologically. Let's start with the very... Well, no, no, let's... Uh, no, hold on. Before we do that, let's... Let's... Start off, like, where did we experience Zelda for the first time? Because um, uh, I know like, it's, it's interesting to see how, you know, for some people, it's a it's a, it's a franchise that they follow throughout their whole careers. Gotcha. What the fuck am the, I talking about? Their career. lives. A, a their, gaming career. Their gaming, gaming careers. Career. There you it's, go. It's a legit statement. I mean, it's... <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah. the, do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Go, go first, yeah. You know, so my, my gaming uh, career started... <laughs> Very early, like incredibly early. My very first uh, video game I ever played was uh, Bionic Commando. Oh um, man, I be that's been on my t uh, my bucket list. I've been waiting to play that. I just ordered it on Amazon. It'll be added to my official collection uh, in the next three days. So I'm 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 happy. To, I'm excited to dive back into that. But aside that, yeah, the uh, very very first game that I ever played was Bionic Commando on the NES. And my uncle Mikey, which I'm pretty sure who I've mentioned on the this podcast before is mm -hmm. the one who got me into it and then he followed up with Mega Man and then um, there's a point in time in my life where he actually uh, he bought a Super Nintendo and he left his NES with me and because uh, I lived in Arizona and so he brought the NES over and left it with me and that was mine but uh, my parents didn't buy me a Super Nintendo probably until a year later and uh, but I got I, I acquired a copy of Zelda and I'm probably about five or six wow. at this point yeah and uh so my very first experience with Zelda uh, was that of frustration, <laughs> that of angst, <laughs> that of where do I go, that of why am I green, that of uh, <laughs> this old man scaring me, 
that of Moblins are dicks, that of... Yeah. So my very initial first experience with Zelda, while awesome, uh, like, I mean, because you're, like, exploring world and everything, I, w my very first initial experience was that of a very, very, very young child trying to work the mechanics of two buttons. Wow. And not getting it. That's, uh, I mean, of all the games to be thrown into, like, even in the 8-bit era, era when games were simplified, not just, I mean, because of the, con the, the console, console restraints, the system restraints, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, Zelda, in particular, is a very, very complex game for its time, even though um, I think people mistakenly think it's the first in the adventure the adventure genre. I think there was a game on this on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred that was I think just that's just called Adventure. That was that yeah, that was Adventure. Yeah, it, and you yeah. were just a square, right? Yeah, you were just a square, and yes. you and that was it. But there was there's no it, it, it. I mean, Zelda. I believe me, I'm thirty years old now, um, <laughs> so it, it's hard to recall very much of it. But I remember a lot of it uh, being like. <laughs> Oh, why did he kill me? Then I go and bitch at my mom. And you're like, Mom, I, the, the green dude killed me. And, and I couldn't even get past the first. Like, that was my first, like, Nintendo experience. I mean, Mega Man was a different story. You'd run right and you shoot. Yeah. I'd still die. I'd get frustrated. But at least I understand why I'm dying. Right. And I knew where I was going. I was going right. Um, but <laughs> Zelda was just a little bit different. Like, in my first initial experience, I can go into, like, my actual true experience with Zelda uh, when I got it to about nine or ten, yeah. Uh, but uh, when I when I first experienced Zelda, I was very I hated the game right. because I, I didn't understand it. And then once uh, you know saw my uncle some more, and then he started kind of showing me the ropes, and he's like my he was like my gaming Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> and uh, he showed me the ropes. And then uh, start I actually beat Zelda when I was a kid, and then nice. short shortly after when I beat it, when I was like probably eight or nine years old. Link to the Past came out, and oh wow! And I didn't play Link to the Past for another three years because all I did while uh, Link to the Past was initially out was watch my uncle play, mm. and uh, just watching him play. It was like, I mean, truth be told, Mikey, I'm sorry if you ever hear this, you suck at video games. But uh, <laughs> but at the time, at the time he was like he was like the god at video games for me. So he like he would do things, and then. He would do things in the game that I never thought I'd do, and he he was that kind of guy that would, he would like don't touch the controllers. It's you'll get greasy, you know. Do that. He was that kind of guy. <laughs> so I never got to touch his NES, his Super Nintendo, until like I went back to Arizona, and then I my uh, dad bought me a Super Nintendo and got me Turtles in Time. That was my first Super oh, Nintendo nice. game. And then Mario World, and then I branched out from there. And that's I feel uh, that's when I feel like I really got addicted to gaming. Is the Super Nintendo. Era. So that's my first um, experience with Zelda yeah. initially. It wasn't pleasant, <laughs> but um, then once I played Link to the Past when I was like 11 or 12, I fell in love with it. And then shortly after, like maybe four years, 96, 97, it was 97. Yeah. 97, Ocarina of Time came out. And then uh, it was just like, let's do this. Yeah. So, And uh, I played Zelda 2. Uh, as well, but uh, that was visiting your grandma's house, and nobody could. I I I didn't even bother. That game sucked. So, <laughs> but that was my first experience. How about yours? Uh, my first experience with Zelda, actually, because I I didn't intend to be a Genesis kid, but I think my parents could only afford one console, and they bought the Genesis. Um, so the first time I ever saw Link or Zelda was actually in Super Smash Brothers Melee. 
Really? Yeah. Um, my neighbors, they got a GameCube, and it wouldn't be, I think, until, I think, two years later that I would get my own GameCube, and my first GameCube game was actually Mario Party 4. Good game! I, I don't... That's, like, not your ideal first GameCube game, but, eh, no, I... Holy shit, I don't know how much time I lost playing Mario Party 4. No, but <laughs> that was the first time I saw the characters, I think. So the first time I heard the... Fuck. The the dungeon theme from Zelda 2 was actually the... the the not it's like the reorchestrated version in yeah. melee during yeah. the the labyrinth level when you're supposed to find the fire no you're supposed to you go into these different areas it's hard to explain this with if you haven't played melee before but like you're, you you play as your character and you're just going through these like yeah. vertical um like they turn they turn into a side scroller basically, yeah basically yeah. yeah and you're trying to find the triforce and that's supposed to be your ending point and then the awesome announces game i love that guy <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what he's uh, up to. <laughs> I mean, I, I, well, I'm trying to. I'm, I've I've actually vocalized on a on a Salt Lake City Comic Cons, uh, which if you can ever go to, I don't. You're you're already doing something in September, but September Salt Lake City Comic Con, you should actually try and make it down here one time. You can crash at our place; it'd be super fun. Anyway, oh, yeah. segue. But, oh, yeah. uh, I've actually I, I've actually log, uh, tried to lobby to Salt Lake City Comic Con to uh, get that guy to show up. Really? Yeah, because we get a bunch of voice actors coming through, and I was like, dude, it'd be sick if we got the announcer from Smash Brothers. Oh, that'd and, be so amazing. Uh, but he, he has an amazing voice. Yeah, I, I, I always wonder why they didn't bring him back for the brawl. I guess it may have been, must have been a money thing. It might have been a money thing. It might have been he even like, I don't want to do it. He might have moved out of state. I don't know. Voiceover's easy. You can record it over the internet, so it's yeah. just like, you know. yeah. Yeah, so that was my first time like experiencing the characters, which is kind of, uh, I think for some people it might be like, whoa, I, that means you just kind of got the taste of Taste of Zelda, and and it's true. Like the, the first time I ever saw like anything like really Zelda related, I think was like the temple level in in uh, in Melee, and I, I mean, I would play the the music over, like I would just play that level just to listen to the music, and mm-hmm. I think a couple years later. Um, when they were announcing when they announced Twilight Princess and I think it was still in development for the GameCube I eventually got a Wii and my first Wii game was Twilight Princess and that was my very no um I hold on let me revise my story a little bit I think that no hold on wait wait maybe my first <laughs> Zelda game was actually the first Zelda cuz I think do you remember the Master Quest GameCube disc no uh, because legitimately the only game I owned on GameCube was Smash Brothers. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't really get... Uh, no, that and Animal Crossing. I, I owned those two games, and okay. I never really expanded on GameCube. Okay. Um, but I don't... Was it... I don't think it was mine. I think I, it was a neighbor. So, I, so yeah, no, technically Twilight Princess was the first my first own Zelda game, but I did actually play the original Zelda first, and... Um, We'll, we'll we'll get to Twilight Princess in a bit. So now I probably should uh, jump into what it was like for me to play the original Zelda years after like it had been released. I think I played that. Oh my god, that must have been like two thousand three or two thousand two or something. And Jesus I think Christ. this was a promotional disc. I think if you got it like if you got it with a subscription of Nintendo Power or maybe it was a contest or something. And you and the disc would the disc would contain the original Zelda, um, Zelda two and Ocarina of Time, and then Ocarina of Time Master Quest, which is supposed to be a more difficult version of Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And I think, for whatever reason, I ignored Ocarina of Time, I played Zelda 2, and then stopped playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I actually tried my damnedest to actually try to beat Zelda. Um, the original run, the right? original, The original Zelda, and uh, it's so 
weird to see some YouTube YouTubers uh, or just like people doing their like their their Zelda their best of Zelda list and putting it at number one. It's like no, I. It's 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 like structurally it's a it's a very fine game and it's 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 innovative for its time, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It's, but like there's been so many better Zelda games beyond I, that first one, so I'm many ones at, that built on the foundation yeah. of it. Um, there's definitely go- no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. You finish. I I I'm just getting really passionate about this subject. So <laughs> keep going. No, no. You you finish first, please. Okay. Um, because there's been the the biggest thing about that game, and I think the Castlevania Two Simon's Quest had the same problem. It was way too cryptic. The, even though the biggest appeal of it is you could just go to any dungeon whenever you want, you can get whatever equipment you need or anything like this. Where there there really wasn't really a good, like I think you could get lost really easily in that game, and you could like just wander into like the graveyard it's out of nowhere. Like you could find like this really difficult area. That you just wouldn't know what to do with, or it's like the skeletons are really hard, and I only have three hearts. What do I do? And yeah, and um, but I mean the basics of it, like the very basics of it, the, the mechanics of it are very very appealing. Like the, sw- the the sword swing is weirdly addicting to just do it. Like this. Yeah, and it's strangely satisfying. That's uh, that's that's the word satisfying. And well, no, yeah, yeah, and I, and I have to agree with that. So I, and I'll bring that up when I bring up my. Uh, response so continue again <laughs> okay. i'm, make, I'm uh, making a point not to interrupt you too much by the way because no, i feel like I, i've listened back on our podcast and I, <laughs> I just ramble on so keep going please i will shut up okay Go. okay and um i think um i think the only way i was able to figure out how to get to the next the the the, the first couple of dungeons i think was um first well the first time i did it was purely by chance and i don't think the internet was not even what it is today i mean that was 2002 so Mm-hmm. Um, like it just, I just had to just like, t- maybe this is the right area. Maybe this is the right area. And of course, it's kind of easy to find the first dungeon, and then you do that, and you feel really good, and you get oh nice, I got four hearts now. But then like finding the other one is like, where do I go? Where do I go? What do I do? Why is this red object? Why can I just throw this red object? What does this red object do? Like you know the meat, the piece of meat. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what that did for years, and it's you need a guide to play that game. You. You can enjoy... I mean, you can absolutely enjoy getting lost in there, finding the secrets. But it's like... It's things like... Simple things like just like finding bombable areas were nearly impossible in that game. There was no indication whatsoever that there was a bombable area. Mm-hmm. Things that subsequent Zeldas would always include because... Of course they would. You... you Especially... But thankfully, I think... Unless I'm wrong about this, Zach. I, have you played the original Zelda recently? I uh, Actually, I, pl- I beat it before I bought Breath of the Wild. Okay, so... Um, were there... I, mean, I made a point to... I made a point to play through it again so were there any areas where you had to bomb through it in order to advance like to get to a dungeon uh yeah but uh you, you know it n- yes and no Be- i mean because it i i would say like uh in the dungeons there's actually areas where you do have to bomb mm-hmm. but uh the the, the conveyance that they, the, they would put in the uh it mostly happened in the dungeons because the, the, they would do conveyance through a very very incredibly subtle way yeah, An incredibly subtle way. I mean, nowadays, like in Ocarina of Time or Breath of the Wild or uh, Wind Waker, they put something that's a little out of place there, but it's noticeably out of place. Right. With that, with the limitations of the nest, they would put a gap somewhere, which you could very well walk by. But the, that's but at the time, that's the only conveyance that they could legitimately put there. Right. Uh, and uh, so that's the only conveyance you can get when it comes to like bombing somewhere to get somewhere. So the 
they 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 did their best with what they work with. They also right. did the, the the they came up with the best system they could with not knowing what the fuck they were doing. Absolutely. Um, and they made a masterpiece. They really did. Yes, <laughs> the game is a masterpiece. But do I disagree with your saying? No. I think there are better Zeldas out there, and it's legitimately because it came out 31 years ago. Uh, Absolutely. So. No, I, I, I even think even under those standards, because I people that, uh, all right, never mind. Um, no, no, because I don't want to no. accuse them of like being like nostalgia goggles, but like like them saying like this is better than Wind Waker. Like, no, it's just no. That's exactly I don't what they're so. doing. They have the nostalgia goggles on. Like that's exactly like I'll take the heat on this for the record, <laughs> just so everybody knows. You have nostalgia goggles on. Okay, it's but, a great game. It's a great no, game. Absolutely, no, for what it was doing and for how it did it. No, structurally, it's it's fantastic. But there's just like so many first games where you didn't have to do a fucking password. You had to save your goddamn game. Yeah, they actually, they actually had to give you instructions to not delete your save file. Hold the reset button when you turn it off, so your save file. But the, that that was back in the day where you actually had to give instructions on the hardware. Hey, if you fuck up with this thing with the hardware, you're gonna lose your shit. Yeah. That was the only like, and then, then obviously it changed the Super Nintendo, but it was just that 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 that's a pure example of how ahead of that time it, the 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 game was ahead of the even techno even the technology. They had right. to give explicit instructions that you had to do something in real life to save your own game. I mean, the the game was a pioneer. Absolutely. Are there better games though? Yes, but yeah, I can appreciate what that game was. I, I can too, and I think if I had a guide, I would enjoy it like much more thoroughly. And I think it was that, well, this is going to be a theme that's going to come up a lot in Zelda games. I do love them, but they are the most frustrating games I have ever played, bar none. And in, frustrating in that good way, in that Nintendo okay, say. hard kind of way. No, that's wrong. That, that, that's, that would be insinuating that it's hard just for the sake of being hard. I mean, in the challenging kind of way. Okay. Well, because <laughs> I was about to say, like, I mean, have you played ninja gaiden i mean <laughs> i i have and i i'm good with aaron hansen beating it i that means i never have to play it it's I, fun uh, though. Got, it's fun but yeah, i i don't it's fun have to. but it, 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 i i think that's a different level of uh nest french frustration I, yeah. I i think uh and this is the point i have to make up with zelda especially in that generation being a masterpiece they made that game very difficult they made it well they made it difficult but they also made it fair absolutely and um, i agree a lot of nest games uh like Ninja Gaiden and uh, and and Dig Dug and uh, like th those old games where you have to start all the way back at the beginning and, and they they just really they they they're, they're relentless. I mean, right. it, it, it's hard and it, like if 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 not to do a plug, but if you watch the Mega Man playthrough, Mega Man Three playthrough we recently did, I died on one of the Wily stages like two levels in. Didn't realize that it started me all the way back at the beginning of the Wily stages, <laughs> and so I go on this huge tirade. But the uh, yeah, it, it it fucking reminded me how how brutal these games are because while the games are because while the games are simple, they're hard. Yeah. Zelda was forgiving. I mean, yeah, it'd start you back at the cave and everything, but you still have all your shit. You still have everything. It, it, the the game was hard, but it was fair. Right, and that, and. And it was around that time where games started to be a bit fair. When I talk about Ninja Gaiden and make fun of it, Ninja Gaiden is not a fair game. Fuck yeah, that game. No, <laughs> but, also, but also praise that game because that game is really fun to play and it's challenging. And when you beat a level that's you've spent hours dying on the same spot over and over again. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. That That's where the fun of those games came from. And that's what developers thought was fun. 
yeah. back back then. I mean, it, it was fun. Yeah. But Zelda was just different. It was different. And, and, Absolutely. And, and granted, my first experience was when I was five, and I hated it. And then going back <laughs> and playing it, and I was like, and as because when I was younger, I wanted to get into game design and everything. And I was, oh, I was wow. like, oh, this is really cool. And and uh, I, I didn't get into game design because I, I suck at math. But wow. uh, I'm awful at it. But <laughs> but I appreciate game design. And, uh, and so just... It, it, I even lost the point where that I was trying to make here, but <laughs> no, it, no. In the end, like it, it, I, I agree with you. Like the game is good, but there are better Zelda games. And the people who go online and they say things like, "Oh yeah, well, Wind Waker is better." Things, no, it's not necessarily better. It was a different time, right? It was, it was right. just a different time, guys. I mean, right. cool out, just cool the <laughs> fuck out. I mean, it was a different time. I mean, they had 8-bit to do, and then this I'm going to bring this back in segment two, by the way, because okay. uh, yeah. with what the, the stuff they had to work with, what they made with the stuff they had to work with is, is insane. And, and, yeah. and it, any intelligent YouTuber, anything would understand, or any intelligent like game analytics person would understand that uh, you can't judge two games at the same time, because like, they're from different eras and you get different technology. They were doing what they, they did what they could with the stuff they were given. Absolutely. And then you compare Wind Waker to a fucking 8-bit NES game from 1987. Mm-hmm. And get fucked, man. I mean, that, 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 that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, as far as gameplay gets in, they dazzled up a bit. But it, but then you get all these graphics hounds. It's like, oh, the graphics, the graphics aren't that good. The graphics, it's just like, no, get fucked. <laughs> it, 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 it fucking pisses me off. It really does. But anyway, I digress. Okay, um, one more point I wanted to make about the original Zelda. Um, it did make, because if, if you did advance correctly and you went through the right, right dungeons, you would feel more powerful, you would get more hearts, you would be able to survive. So there was that sense of progression as well, which I think uh, is a very innovative idea uh, for its time. I don't think a lot of games, other than like maybe Mega Man, um, where you felt like you were making progress and you were obtaining all these weapons. And it, made, and it made navigating through the world even better. And then, of course, you would learn how to get the raft. And, I mean, you would get... You would be able to navigate the world better with the better equipment you would get, and I think that's 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 a great thing that they've obtained that they've held on with the Zelda formula over the years. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about Zelda Two? Oh God, uh, the Adventure of Link. <laughs> yes, the Adventure of Link. Um, we can just skip yeah, right can... to Link of the Past if you want to. No, we can talk about it a bit. I mean, it, it's uh, I, I think that was uh, definitely a case of the suits not know, knowing what they were doing. Um, but uh, there are a lot of people who actually do enjoy that game. Yeah, uh, Danny Avedon uh, for but, once uh, he did whole playthrough on Game Grumps. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Dan Dan actually enjoyed it a lot. And uh, but uh, if you view it as the simplicity of what the and this is a big point I'm always trying to make the simplicity of what the NES was and how much the NES accomplished. The simplicity of the game it was different. There was a lot of heat back even during that day. But at the same time, when you're a kid and you're not so analytical about things i mean it, it didn't really so there's a lot of people it didn't really matter so there's a lot of people who are really into it right um the the music was great in it they they, they changed the formula and I, I i and this is my opinion i don't know if this actually happened but mm-hmm. i think after that happened i think that's when they actually decided to say this is the formula of zelda we need to go back to the basics we need to build on this formula right because that didn't work right. um and i mean that's the biggest thing i have to say about uh, zelda 2 so 
I don't know. I, I played it as a kid, and I fucking hated it. Yeah. But, but then again, I was a kid, and I, I every time I lose something, I hated it. So, <laughs> it, and that, but that that's the basics of it. I'm not gonna try and pretend I'm, I was a genius as a kid because I wasn't. Right. I mean, I, like I play something. If it was fun, I played it. If I if I lost at it, I I hated it because I was sucked. Right. You know, and and. Yeah. And I felt like Zelda 2 was just kind of one of those things. I felt like uh, that was definitely a thing for uh, – that was definitely another thing where devs didn't really don't know what they're doing, but they were trying to be innovative. Right. And it just kind of didn't work out. Right. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about just what what Zelda 2 – like what were the changes it made? For, first, it was a side-scroller, which is really, really bizarre, um, especially even now that the, the, there's haven't been – has there ever been – maybe there's like segments in – Zelda the Minish Cap that are like side-scrolling parts, but like mm-hmm. there's n- nothing, nothing to the extent that Zelda 2 was. And there's an overworld where you can go to different towns, but then yep. occasionally you get attacked by monsters and then you would have to face the monsters and then you would actually get experience and then with the experience you could yep. power up your health or your magic or things like that. And w- the problem I had with it uh, when I played it um, all those years ago was similar to what Zelda 1 was, but exacerbated. Like, where do I go? Where do I go? And this game in particular is very, very, very difficult. Way more difficult than the original Zelda was. And I think it's part of it is the, the limited, the limited gameplay style of the side scroller. I think it it just it also just looks. No, that's not fair. But it definitely it has. I don't think that one has aged as well. I think that one there's a lot more combativeness about people that like it, people that don't like it. Personally, I'm in the camp that doesn't mm-hmm. like it just because it, it, it's not as approachable as uh, Zelda 1 was, and it has the same problem that a lot of games from that era had. Like, you would go into the town and say, like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And it's like, no one tells you anything clearly. It's like these abstract things, and um, it's an important game in Zelda's history because it, it was them trying to figure out what, what do we do with this franchise, and it wasn't the right direction necessarily, but it, it was pretty innovative, and I'm sure a lot of the ideas from that one were kind of put into future games, so... Yeah, and they were. I mean, Simon's Quest is the uh, perfect example of that. I mean, because Simon's Quest was released maybe half a year, a year later, and they ah, pretty yes. much did the same thing. Yeah. They, they threw RPG elements into a game that didn't have RPG elements. Right. I mean, Zelda 1 was an RPG. It was a role-playing game. But at the same time, the leveling up system, everything like that, that um, was definitely implemented in Simon's Quest. And right. uh, But uh, I, I it, it, with with the NES, with, with Zelda 2... To me, that was that that was a crapshoot. Like, and I feel like any good game that came out of the NES was like, legitimately like, we're gonna try this. Either it's gonna work or it's not gonna work. And right. uh, Zelda Two was definitely ones that didn't work. Simon's Quest that didn't didn't work. Mm-hmm. But Castlevania and Zelda One were the formula. They they stumbled onto a formula that just happened to work. Right. And uh, whether it was planned or not, I don't know. Right. But it it fucking worked, and it's been built from that. And now we have. Uh, Full franchises, yeah. Like over twenty Castlevania games, over thirty Zelda games, etc. Like that's not the exact number. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> but but it, it, it's um, it was definitely a uh, a game changer. And Zelda Two, while not the best considered game, definitely threw some elements that actually made it into other games. Right. And uh, nobody writes, nobody real like people don't like Zelda Two. But I feel like nobody truly writes it off. I mean, because personally, so. yeah, I don't like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the game. I like, right. I, I play it. I get a little frustrated. I get frustrated with it. Uh, then, if you want to get into the jokes, the I am error thing with it, and, <laughs> and 
and all that, but it, which is actually intentional in that game if you actually read into it. That was intentionally supposed to be in there. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a whole backstory to it. I forget. Huh. I, I think I was drunk when I was uh, <laughs> reading into it. But um, cause that's what I do when I drink is I look up video game lore um, <laughs> on a Friday night. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, I, I don't discredit it. I don't discredit it because I think, I think they were legitimately trying to just be innovative again and then it didn't work and but at the same time suits get involved like oh maybe we should do this maybe we should do this oh side scrolls are kind of a thing and uh, but, but there was no structure to game design back then it was just kind of like do what you want there's there wasn't all these rules right. you know the, you know it, it so you got to give the game for what it is a little bit of props that some people like it you know yeah. which is insane yeah. and uh <laughs> But you got to give props to that because some people do legitimately like it. And it's yeah. not an impossible game. You can beat it. Yeah. It, it, it's not unfair. It's not super unfair. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that was the redheaded stepchild at first. And I think the uh, I think the Wanda Gamelon series was the albino child <sighs> that they keep under the stairs. You know? <laughs> and they feed fish heads. Oh, don't... God. Yeah. Uh... We can talk about that one want <laughs> i would rather leave it to the grumps they did a good job on that one i don't ever want to even i'm curious about sonic 06 i'm actually trying to get a ps3 so i can finally play it i am not at all curious about one gamelon i never want to put myself through Sonic 06 no i've never played it i'm and there's I'm... the generation gap right there <laughs> and there it is i play it i played that on dreamcast and it was Uh, you mean you mean Xbox 360? Xbox no Sonic 06. Oh, that was that was on silver. We we did this before. We did this in the last podcast. I confused the two. <laughs> uh, Sonic 06 was the one with fucking silver, and they yeah. they mashed yeah. Final Fantasy and fucking Sonic together, <laughs> and then and then uh, but uh, no uh, Sonic DX I think it was Sonic Adventure was DX the, yeah yeah it, DX was uh, was on Dreamcast. I played that and then God at the time I was like oh boy it's Sonic it's good and then I played through it a second time I was like, oh god this sucks and then. Uh, <laughs> No, but Sonic 06, I played that. Holy. <laughs> this, is, this is not the podcast, Zach. We already, we already talked about Sonic. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's move on to a way, way better game. I, I don't think anyone will dispute this. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Um, I played this. Um, I think I was just curious about it because I've heard it's always put on top, on, like, top five list top ten lists and mm-hmm. every time i get one of those lists i just think is it really that good without mm-hmm. ever playing it just seeing it seeing footage of it seeing other people play it and i 100 percent agree it is a marvelous game i think it was like you said like the designers thinking okay let's go back to what we did in zelda one but like refine it we'll have you know the 16-bit graphics it'll look at this like this technical showcase for its time we'll have a story and it, it, I mean, it is linear. It, it is linear, but I think that I think that was a good decision for its Linear's time. Linear's not bad. I no, mean, Linear's I, not I'm, bad. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I, all, a lot of the if anybody's listening to this, everybody's watched the Ego Raptor sequelitis thing, and he's all about like discovering for yourself and and everything. And I agree with that to an extent, but I also disagree on a, a few counts because at the same time, I mean, yeah, it's a Zelda game, but this is also a game that was supposed to be the defining Zelda. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they didn't know that. They didn't fucking know that. No, I mean, no. It, they, they just did. They did legitimately did another spin. And, and yeah, people complain oh, it's too linear. But honestly, sometimes being linear is, can be fun and completely 
discrediting uh, a game being linear, especially an open world game like uh, an open world. One of the first open world, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a sandbox, but uh, one of the it first kind of like, is, games. Because you can go like, to a, like, a bunch of locations even from the beginning. Yeah. You could explore Kakariko Village. You could go to the, the desert area. I think it's, it's not, was it, was it known as Gerudo Desert at the time? Or was it just the desert area? I think it was just the desert area. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think, uh, like, I, I honestly think uh, saying it was dumb to make it linear is wrong. Uh, because it was just it was devs trying something again new. I mean, yeah, the game development became more of a thing at that point, but at the same time, it was still rather new. Right. And uh, saying it was like, oh yeah, yeah, you just didn't throw me in a world, and it was uh, it was great. Like, I, I, I think it was actually a smart move considering that uh, conveyance in a game wasn't exactly fully established by then. Yes, you know, like that's the I, I that that was them taking a safe route. It was like let's tell them what they kind of need to do. Right. And that was taking a safe route, which they can build them on it. Because the whole thing is rules are meant to be broken. Yeah. Uh, you, you know the rules, then you break the rules. So once right. you know the rules and you give the players what they need to know and you get the basics of the game design, then you can put your own little spin about it and then you can break the goddamn rules. Right. And then creatively do it in a very well put together way. Right. I mean, that's and, and that opinion developed over the last year for me personally. I mean, because at first I was like, oh, yeah, open world. And, and then uh, going back and playing these games it just means like you know it was actually probably a good idea at the time that they yeah. did this you know it's yeah and i think i think there was just like there's just enough of that aspect of where you can kind of travel areas but kind of like in metroid actually where you, oh this area i can't quite access it because i need to have like i need to be able to like carry rocks or i need this yeah. to do that or this you kind of encourage you to kind of explore the areas and then once you had everything and then um later in the game you find out a way oh i can fast travel from one area to another i don't have to um, I don't have to go slowly from one area to another, but then it also introduced the running the Pegasus, Pegasus shoes. Yep, yep. Where, where you uh, hold it down, you go <laughs> and you run into walls. Yeah, and that that streamlined travel so much more, and it made it fun too. It just watching Link like just like like just well, not like quite like Sonic, but just like him sticking his <laughs> sword out and just like dashing forward, like bounces off of fucking it's adorable. spring and, and, and it, just like... well, that's the other thing Link was an, like, an adorable character with pink hair for some reason they fixed that in Link Between Worlds but uh, that's not a big why deal. did he have pink hair I'm gonna look that up right now there must be, yeah there must be a reason for that maybe maybe it was like uh, console limitations um, but no uh, maybe yeah um, but I just immediately connected with it I I think <laughs> dungeons in Zelda are always the most taxing to me i hate the ice dungeon i you just well, the first time i did it i it felt like there's this there's a section where you kind of loops over and over you have to get to a lower floor and then you have to get to an upper floor and also ice physics as well so it's like a bad combination of things and that uh, was frustrating but there's like some dungeons that were legitimately like fun the bosses mm -hmm. were fun as well and and, but I mean, sound design as well. We didn't quite mention this in the for the first Zelda, but sound design. I think they were starting to figure out like, okay, this is this is what a Zelda game will sound like. Koji Kondo, once again, our favorite composer of all time. Oh yeah, we've talked um, about this. Yeah, uh, but I, th well, I, don't, I don't know. know. He, he was a sound Masuda designer. But... Is still my still my guy. I don't know. Right? It, no, of course. But just the satisfying sounds of beating a boss. The boss sounds like just. Um, making this world feel very complete, mm -hmm. very engaging. Um, to talking to townspeople that actually have things to say. <laughs> yeah, 
kind of feel like, um, yeah, yeah. Well, so like you know, some music, like you mentioned that, like which we didn't man- mention before. Uh, so, Super Mario World, Zelda, is where uh, game devs started kind of giving a shit about the small details. You know, and 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 uh, people who were involved with the game started taking a little bit of pride in their jobs. Right. From what I've observed, like right. Koji Kondo with Super Mario World, like everybody knows that. We oh, I've mentioned this before in the Composer podcast. Right. Everybody knows that tune. Everybody knows Zelda. And then, and not to go too off topic, when Capcom picked up Mega Man, mm-hmm. that's when they really started giving a shit about it, and that's where that's where games started really started getting polished. So it all started with these games, and. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like uh, with Mario World and Zelda, like Nintendo actually started paying attention to the small details. I mean, be- the small details of the games that what makes the game the good game, right. a-, a good game. Because even now, when I play, uh, when I play Overwatch now, yeah, there's small details that happen in the games with reload animations, with uh, with uh, vo- voiceover animations, with graphical, like just that I appreciate that they took the effort of it because they know that I appreciate it. Yeah. And that's, that, that's become a thing. And, and they were thinking about that way back in 1987, 1988. Yeah. And, um, I think it's fantastic. Oh, and, uh, by the way, yep. Um, I looked up why, uh, Link's hair was, uh, was pink. pink. What, 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 what was I, it? Inmate four, two, five, one says, <laughs> from what I understand, it was palette problems with the color Brown. Remember that back when LTTP came out, Link's hair was still Brown. Uh, as it was in Zelda 1 and 2. And apparently having brown hair in this game blended too much with any brown background, so they made me think to stand up more. Response. To be honest with you, I never noticed when I was a kid I did my second playthrough. Third response. Just pretend he dyed his hair. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was a new, it was a new Link look for Link. He just wanted to try something different. My hair is actually the same color as Link right now, so <laughs> as that Link right now, so it's pink. So. Uh, but we would be remiss to talk about uh, and gush over Link to the Past without mentioning the dark, Light World, Dark World concept. Yeah, yeah, the, the, that was the first time they really uh, introduced that. So, um, have you, you've, you've played through the game fully, right? No, I got to the final dungeon and I think I lost my save. Oh, you... You gotta play through that, man. I mean, no, I'm I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna finally finish it. I think I I put you it put on... down the Nintendo Switch and just like <laughs> Super Nintendo. I'll, I'll get to it. I I I I mean, I actually did went go through the effort and actually try to complete uh, complete the game to, 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 to as much as I could. Like, I, of course, I can't get everything. I can't get every hard piece. Um, but no, but back to the about the the, the Light World Dark World concept. This kind of like. A bit of like a, if it's like a storytelling element, you would see this different world conquered by Ganon. It looked noticeably different. The enemies would be stronger. The the music would change. And oh man, well another funny thing actually, the Dark World theme. The first time I heard it was actually the remix from Brawl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, I, and, then when, and when and then when I got to the Dark World for the first time, I heard the theme. So oh my god, that's the that's the Dark World theme. And I just like <laughs> I had a fangasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was definitely. Uh, you got to thank. Uh, like, you got to thank Smash Brothers for uh, bringing those old games back in the forefront. Because I guarantee, once Smash Brothers came out, a lot of people went back and started playing the old games oh, just to figure out just to figure out who these guys were. And uh, Link is definitely the biggest one. Uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, Ocarina of Time came out, and at that point, Skyward Sword came out, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was uh, it. 
God, I do this all the time. But um, not to segue away from it, but uh, Smash no, cool, Brothers cool. happening. Uh, Smash Brothers happening was the uh, best thing that could have ever happen to Nintendo because it got people interested in their characters again. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. Uh, it got the youth uh, interested. I'm sure it's the same case with you. I mean, I don't know if you played Zelda or Smash Brothers first, but uh, to go back and explore these games. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I believe me, like I wouldn't know what Fire Emblem was if it wasn't for fucking Marth being in same Smash thing. Brothers Melee. Same thing. Yeah. I wouldn't play Fire Emblem after that. I was like, this. I like this character. I'm going to go play this game. And uh, yeah. you... you so that that was the most genius move they could have ever done, yeah. and uh, I, I feel like that's kind of what the game market is now, and I feel like that's what everything's focusing on. And uh, I think Zelda's the biggest one where it happens. Like everybody's like, "Oh, dude, he's green, green tunic, he's shield and throws bombs and shit." Uh, we go find, and then you go back to Zelda one. Oh, he just he's he's a dot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Kids are kids are kids are kids are kids. I don't know. But uh, no, no, that's cool. And but um, but that's 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 not to say that Link to the Past didn't have the, its problems. I think some of the dungeons are kind of very unforgiving. I think in in that negative kind of way. I think they did get plot on. I already mentioned the ice dungeon. I can't. The water dungeon. The first time, I had no fucking idea what I was supposed to do. Like to 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 get to the boss. Tale is all this time. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? Like, those, there's like those those five pillars, and you're you, you're supposed to be able to walk through one of them. Like, how the fuck was Nobody I supposed knows to that know shit. that? Nobody knows that. And that was the beginning of the Water Temple saga. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Ended. You're right. And then it's like resetting the water, setting it up to go back up, and down uh, up, down up. Meanwhile, clams are fucking shooting shit at you. And oh then, then, god, yeah. I, uh, Ah. Zelda, but... you're a bitch lover. Thank you. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, <laughs> thank you for everything you've done, given to us. We really we really do appreciate it. He's um... just sitting there like, how could I make a people throw controller so they buy more controller? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, that was bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> nah, you're right. It's whatever. Um, but um, I, I this is a game I played way after way after it had been released. I think it released in 1994. I don't remember who directed it, because I think I know Miyamoto did direct Ocarina of Time, and we'll get to that one, but I don't know who directed uh, Link to the Past. Um, but, no, to, to imagine playing back playing the game back from that time, and playing it, and just having as much fun with it as any other modern game I've played, Hyperlight Drifter would be a great example of that, that had the, had the same foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A different I love approach that game. To, yeah. Oh, no, that game is awesome. Like, that's that's the testament of that particular game. Like, it has that staying power, and God fucking damn it, I will get to Link Between Worlds. I will get to it if I have to buy a 3DS and just play, just for one game. I Dude, will do I will, it for Link I will mail worlds. you my 3DS with my cop with <laughs> Links Between Worlds uh, download because by then I'll have everything on my Switch. So yeah, uh, that's a good point. Um, I mean, so. In the end, when it comes to Link to the Past, my final thoughts is they uh, took a formula, they perfected it, put a few hindrances on it, and then they uh, decided to, from there, branch out and angle out. And uh, again, not to bring up like Eagle Raptor sequelitis video, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Right. They 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 did stick kind they they kind of branch out to the formula, which I felt like they had to, especially bringing the game into 3D. Right. Uh, they had to put more of a formula, more of a system to it. Right. And which he says in his video that uh, is great. It was great. It was a pioneer at the time. Right. But the, but the, if, if they didn't put rules down, the game would have been broken. 
mm-hmm. the game would have been a shit show. So, which is why, like, I agree with this point. It's like, yeah, the, the game was great. It was fantastic. But we're now in a period of time where that we can, the technology is there. The knowledge is there. There, there are standards. There are rules uh, the, uh, that uh, we can break, which right. I brought up earlier in the podcast. So you know the rules before you break them. Right. And so with with uh, the first Zelda into Link to the Past and then Link to the Past into uh, Ocarina of Time, they had to make rules for themselves right? Uh, to in order to make the game work. Otherwise, it would have been uh, a disaster. Right. So better to have rules and have a great, ga- uh, fantastic game other than having no rules. Uh, like To me, they're spending mil- um, I don't know what the currency rate at that time was. Oh, they're spending yeah. A- yeah. A shitload of money to make this game. I they had, imagine they so. Had, yeah, they had. Like, I guarantee there's some dudes like we need to get some organization here, and uh, <laughs> and I, especially from uh, Super Nintendo and 64. I'm, I'm sure the same thing happened. I'm sure. So of it. yeah, yeah. Uh, YouTubers and uh, game reviewers knock these games, and uh, a lot of people don't knock these games and praise them. But at the same time, like you, you need to look at it from a developer standpoint. You need to look at it from uh, a business standpoint as to how these games were made and why they were made and why they were made the way they were made. Right. And uh, anybody who rips them apart relentlessly for no reason without giving justification saying, I see why they did this. Right. But just to let you know, this is it. like every time a viewer says, like, I see why they did it this way. But just so you know, this is obsolete now. Get over it. And any pe- people who defend it tooth and nail is like, like I, I agree with what I said. Like uh, the, well, no, I, I, I'm re- reiterating what I said. Yeah. At the time, Best game in the world at the time. Yeah. Uh, but now games are developing. Games are changing. Right. You need to move on. You need to understand. You need to acknowledge what this game brought to the table. But now, but you also need to uh, be able to grow from that and, and I mean, continue f- furthering developing it. I mean, the whole point of a new game or a new game in a series or like just a new game in general is like to kind of keep innovating those experiences, not kind of like holding up to the same standards. They should be improving. And- as and Zelda's all about yeah, and Zelda's all about formula. That's and in, all, that's and formula all. and innovation. Yeah, and uh, which we will bring back up in uh, the Breath of the Wild playthrough <laughs> or the Breath of the Wild uh, talk. <laughs> right, but, uh, right. Yeah, that's my that's my opinion. Like uh, the game's great, games are fantastic, but don't love these games just because they were your favorite game as a kid. I mean, right. Chrono Trigger is my favorite game as a kid. Was it the perfect game? Was it the best game? Yes. What? <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Chrono Trigger was a concept game, so like that's another story. But no, Chrono Trigger was based off a very specific concept, all based off of time, and it was awesome. And and uh, but that's another discussion. But that, that's that's for another day. Um, yeah, let, day. let's uh, let's take a break uh, because this episode is getting gonna get a little longer than we thought. So in the next segment, rather than Breath of the Wild, we're actually going to dive into the 3D, the the 3D ga- days of Zelda, starting with the N64 and then moving on to the GameCube. Uh, we never, we, none of us played Skyward Sword, right? No. So I guess we're not gonna talk about Skyward Sword. But yeah, well, we're, we're talking about the 3D Zeldas, uh, Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, uh, Twilight Princess, all those. Cool. Sounds good. Awesome. We'll be right back, everybody.
And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Taking us back in his Gerudo Valley uh, from Ocarina of Time by our, ma our main man, Koji Kondo. Yes. I always get confused at this part. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this five times with you now. So. I can't <laughs> believe it, Zach. <laughs> like, that's the perfect lead in. I'm saying Ocarina of Time. Speaking of Ocarina of Time. Oh, speaking of Ocarina of Time, <laughs> 3D shit. <and> <laughs> oh, sorry, Zach. I, um, but I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to that. That's your job. I, I, I just, I just sit here. All right, all right. Sorry. Next time, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll fill in the empty space. I don't know like, about that. Can talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. But anyway, yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Since you were the one who played Ocarina of Time, let me explain some. Of, let's let's explain a little bit of the context for the for the audience. Um, that's the kind of why I never I didn't get to play Ocarina of Time even when I had a chance to all those years ago with that disc I, t I mentioned in the first segment. Um, I I didn't own an N sixty four. I think I had a, a Genesis and I didn't get a GameCube until two thousand three. So I kind of had to. I, I was kind of stuck in the sixteen bit area. Like occasionally I would go to a neighbor's house and we'd play Super Mario sixty four or Mario Kart sixty four, but. Um, I never really got a chance to really try Ocarina of Time, and oh, man, dude. two things. I mean, you you chose you got stuck in the 16-bit era. Great era to be stuck in. First off, of <laughs> that's true. No, that's true. That's true. First off, um, <laughs> second uh, off, uh, why the fuck haven't you played Ocarina of Time? I, you fucking fool! I didn't have it. I, there's so many games to play, especially now because I'm stuck with that other Zelda game that we'll be talking about later. I have that time. It's Breath of the Wild. Let's just, let's just get it out there. No, I know. I, I was being coy. That's that's all. I was just being coy. Uh, I just no. I, I, I know. I know. It's it's good. I know. I just haven't had time. I just haven't. No. It's a game to commit to. Like it's a long game, isn't it? Yeah, it's a long game. It, it, you you probably. I don't know, thirty hours, twenty-five hours, maybe. Yeah, that's like a, that's a good, like a big chunk of time to invest in, in the same yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, no, it, no, it was a great game, and I remember being, uh, what was it, ninety-seven, ninety-eight? It came out ninety-eight. It 98. Came out ninety-eight. Yep. And so I was eleven, and uh, again, not to bring back my uncle, he uh, he bought it, and uh, but I also bought my own copy because I had money. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I, I I had the allowance thing going and. And uh, I bought it, and we didn't. I didn't watch him play it. I said, "Drop me off at my damn house. I want to be. I want to play Ocarina of Time." <laughs> no, so I played it, and it, yeah, it blew my mind, and uh, it was amazing. And uh, it, it was uh, it was something that uh, you'll experience with uh, obviously highly anticipated games. But it was just it it, it was just very unique back then i yeah. mean it, it it was uh that was before the internet that was before uh anything you you just reading in uh nintendo power about this thing oh, and yeah. then yeah and then it comes out and all of a sudden it, it, that was before lines were even really a big deal like it, we, we showed up the day of not there was no midnight release bullshit nonsense and we, <laughs> we just showed up the day it was released and we picked it up and we got it and we had it yeah and uh and it, it was just uh it was a good time and uh uh but uh no it, it was super fun and and it, it it was just a different time it really was no absolutely and and i think it's worth mentioning 
because of the innovation of the, of the new consoles in the time, that was PlayStation, that was Saturn, that was N64. They were trying to, they kept trying to keep pushing the limits. Like, it, like we were kind of stuck with side scrollers for a long time in the 16-bit, mm-hmm. 8-bit era. That was about to say 18-bit era. That would have made no sense. <laughs> um, but then once, once polygons were starting to be like considered, then it's like we can go even further. We can have like real, like real worlds, and they can be like. You could put on the pot, put like a package of your box. It's like photorealistic graphics, which is kind of amazing to look back on and imagine ever anything, anything, well, everything like that being photorealistic. But no, the the advancement of like the the the, the control stick, like having being able to move in like b- beyond the limits of 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 the, like the the direction, the original directional pad, being able to move like in a huge three D space. Uh, I. I've heard accounts of people like seeing Super Mario 64 for the first time and being blown away, like gasping, like just saying, how was this possible? And I imagine that must be what you must have experienced when you played, because this was the first 3D Zelda, like the first polygonal 3D Zelda. It was actually the first uh, 3D game I ever played. Uh, there you go. Hands- yeah, it was the very first 3D game I ever played. And uh, it, uh, it, it was, uh, I was 11 and I had my first erection. Uh, playing Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. That wasn't true. That's not true. I lied. I full out lied. Um, Wait, I thought you said, I thought you said direction, not uh, the other word. Oh, uh, erection? I mean, that one. Yes, that one. Sorry, I, like, are your, is your audience PG? I'm sorry. If they are. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry if they are. But, no, um, no, I, I, we've been explicit. No, that for... game made my dick rock hard. It was awesome. <laughs> That game was awesome. Like, no, that game is awesome. Like, you know, at the time, you're just like, oh, God, there's an owl talking to you. Oh, God, sorry. Oh, God, she's polygonal, but she's hot. Oh, she gave me an ocarina. What do you do? Oh, shit. I got a sword. Oh, no. Oh, shit. No, then you get in this open world, and there's fucking giant spinny helicopter flowers coming after you. You're like, what the fuck? And then and it was just different. It was different. It was new. Yeah. It was side scroll. Like, and you couldn't see where shit was coming at you, which people will, like, fucking tear apart nowadays. But at the time, it was so, like, epic. Yeah, and it was so different, and it was just so. But back to what I was saying about the previous Zelda games, yeah. it was just like they didn't know what they were doing. They were legitimately creating something new they didn't know. Right, and it was just it was different, and it, it was very. But that was the exciting part for the devs. That was the exciting part for the players, and the, the, there's this kind of mode of innocence with it. You know, yeah. it, it was new, and nobody was legitimately trying to rip it apart. Nobody was trying to. Nobody, there wasn't this insane standard that everybody has now, and myself included. Everybody has the standard now how games are supposed to be developed because I mean that that was that was a pioneer game, right. and uh, so the people who heralded it is uh, the game is like oh, it was the best game ever made. And I was like okay, but I, not I, again. I'm going to agree with Igor after. He's like that was at the time. Now games are developed, and yeah. you, you can agree yeah. that they are pioneered and they are great for what they were, but now. You look at games that have been developed, and uh, even two years after, even Majora's Mask was better put together than Ocarina of Time. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and so, it, it, the biggest thing I have to say about Ocarina of Time, the biggest thing that made it a game special to me, is that it put you. It, it was a game that they knew exactly what they were doing. They were saying like, "Oh, this is going to be new. It's going to affect these kids. It's going to affect these people. It's going to make. It's going to change the game." And right. uh, by changing the game, it's going to make people feel different, and it definitely made me feel insane. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it was just, it, it, it was, it was, a, it was definitely a heat of the moment 
thing with that game. And I think any new Pioneer game is the best way to describe it. it it's very much a heat of the moment. Yeah. Thing with a new development phase with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, and it's also worth mentioning that not just not just in the fact that it is like a 3D polygonal world, um, the innovation of the Z-targeting uh, mm -hmm. feature made uh, combat, I'm sure, very easy. And I'm sure when the developers came upon it, it's like, this is fucking brilliant. Why haven't we done... This is going to change like everything. And it certainly did. Like A lot of games use Z-targeting or a similar like a similar feature. And it, may, it makes combat a lot easier. I think I only from the very bit of footage like it, the combat is pretty simplistic in 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 ocarina of time yeah i mean i mean it's simple to today's standards i mean again i'm gonna throw the words out at the time i mean at the time it was fucking insane because you had to block you had to jump you had to yeah well there's no jump you had to dodge you had to right. there's a wide there's there different axes so you had to just fucking maneuver differently and that that that's where the gameplay came from right. z targeting made that happen and uh, and Z targeting definitely defined uh, 3D games as a whole. Now there are games that definitely use Z targeting a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, with auto aiming and everything, but uh, Zelda did it. I don't know. I I wouldn't say they did it the perfect way, but they did it in a way that was fun. Yeah. And uh, and uh, but it, but it was also very new, so there's a lot of problems with it too. So yeah, I mean, with any game, especially one that was trying to be—I mean, the, the, it's really unfortunate that every single Zelda game has to be, but because they're all great though, but they are put in this ridiculously high standard, especially Ocarina of Time. At the time, it must have been expectations must have been sky high for this game, and and I can I think I will admit actually uh, part of the reason why I haven't touched it is because people do call it the greatest game of all time, and that's. Guy, how do you go to a game from the N sixty four era and just not set your expectations? Like not like just I just want to play the game just to see what it's like and not think so many people praise this game to the highest, to the like the the Valhalla. Like that's how high acclaim this game got. I mean, and you continues to get even now. You understand, you understand game development. You understand game design. I mean, that's a big thing. I, yeah. I, you you understand what a good game is, what a bad game is. Uh, you, what you need to do is not going with those expectations. You need to yeah. go in like having those in the back of your mind, but also going in as experiencing a new game and and legitimately just dropping everything about that you know about game design and just go into it. Like it, it, it might maybe hard, but just go into it as if you were like ten years old and try and just put yourself in that situation right. and, and just enjoy it. Because I I need to go back and play the Legacy of Kane series. Mm. Uh, I really do, and uh, my buddy Gordon has been telling me to do it, but uh, the only reason I haven't is the exact same reason. Like everybody's praised and everything, but like with my analytical mind, am I going <laughs> to tear it apart? But right. I know for a fact right. if I prep myself a little bit, go back and it's like, okay, this is what the game was at the time, and just play it. I, I and just accept for what it is, and just look past everything that was a flaw. Right. And try and transport myself back into 1998, 1999, and just play it. Yeah. It, because that game, it, it, I mean, the game doesn't hold up well. It, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't care what anybody says. That's my opinion. And if you disagree with me, flame me in the comments. My uh, email address is reynoldszachary at gmail.com. Um, that's going to backfire. It, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> if you have problems with me saying that, that's fine. I'll talk to you about it and I'll, I'll discuss it with you. But it, it for me, it's just like... <sighs> 
it, it gaming is very much a in the moment thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, gaming to me is very much the same as books. I, yeah. Books are uh, books. Uh, gaming is uh, with video games are just books that you interact with, and uh, the only difference is there's some visual visual about it, and that's what makes games a little bit more difficult to hold up against time than books. Right. And if you actually look at the narrative and look at the, it, there's so many more aspects. And uh, I don't know, man. It, it's I fucking love video games, and I will try and play every one I can until I die. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's but uh, time moves on, and especially in an industry what, where technology is moving on every goddamn month. I mean, it, it's hard. I, I I actually feel for game developers. You know, yeah, they no, have, absolutely. They have to change the formula every every damn year, and it, it's uh, it's hard. And it used to go from cruise of three to cruise of ten, cruise of twenty, now to cruise of Grand Theft Auto Five had a crew of six hundred. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you do? I mean, uh, what do you do? I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. definitely uh, the Zelda 3D series has definitely been a a hell of a ride. Yeah, and, uh, and, and it's like I think that'd be good, <laughs> pretty good transition to Majora's Mask, another game I have unfortunately also not played yet. Um, but um, the funny story about that game is that it came out in two thousand, and it was like a year later. And it's kind of like when people were hearing about Super Mario Galaxy two coming out, it's like, oh my god, why would they make a? They're gonna make a sequel to Galaxy two? Like, why would they do that? And the I think the story behind this one is that the. I think the team was split in half or something and mm-hmm. they were being goaded to see if they could make a new game with the structural foundation of Ocarina with the same engine or anything like that yeah. or maybe it wasn't an engine but you know like whatever the hardware and see if they can make just make a new Zelda in a year and that's insane to me considering how Zelda games get delayed to like five years or six yeah. years now which <laughs> is like well they, oh, t- well, they take that shit, shit so well with Zelda games they take that they take Zelda games so seriously now absolutely I mean like yeah, Majora's Mask. I, I remember when Majora's Mask came out, and I beat Ocarina of Time, and I, it's been like six months after I beat Ocarina of Time. They did Majora's Mask, like it's not Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I played, I played it a bit, and I didn't beat it. Like to be honest, I never, I never beat Ocarina of Time. Or no, 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 I beat Ocarina of Time. I didn't beat Majora's Mask. Yeah. And uh, and the biggest turnoff with me, and this has always been a, a turnoff with me with any game, is the, when they throw the time limit, and then you have to do time travel. It, right. It's all, it, it's all just like one giant time limit. Now, like I'm the kind of guy I like to take my time with my games. I like to right. explore, do that thing. So when they, we have this giant moon crashing down on you, in order to not make it crash down, you have to play a song, go in the past, and you have to do this repetitively. And but that being said, Majora's Mask uh, is a fucking great game because. Uh, not only did they uh, take aspects of Zelda and make a Zelda game, yeah, they also made Zelda pretty fucking dark. Oh I no, mean, that is uh, well, not even. I don't even think since Twilight Princess that game, it, it's like an ex, it's ex, it's an existential crisis, like from beginning to end. When you get the mask the first time, that's fucking horrifying, especially for a kid. Because I saw I saw those scenes. I think like a couple like when I was like a teenager or something, but like. Like the camera like starts like like juddering over, and you just see like Link like trying to like take the mask off, and then it just like cuts back. Oh, now I have the Deku mask, and it's cute, and I can I can fly on like these uh, wind things. But like the lead up to that, it's just holy shit. Yeah, that game is uh definitely uh, it's it was definitely a different tone, and because I you you've been playing through uh, Breath of the Wild, right? Yes. And you played Wind Waker, right? Yes. 
So, I mean, like, every Zelda has this uh, aspect of kind of happy-go-luckiness with it, which uh, Majora's Mask definitely had that. But then they throw you in this moment of, like, death metal. And <laughs> it, it, it was just, it, 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 it was bizarre. And uh, it, it, and a lot of uh, YouTubers have done pieces on this uh, or, or videos on this saying that it was a, uh, it, it was kind of like a piece of art, you know, like an expression kind of thing with yeah. Uh, yeah. Majora's Mask. So... So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I actually am going to uh, probably order that because uh, I have an insect. I I don't know. Call me a purist. I have a. Uh, I, I try and put beat all the games on the old actual content consoles. I have a, yeah. an N64. I'm actually probably going to order Majora's Mask and play through it and and beat it just because nice. I it's it's on the list. It's on the list there with uh, Twilight Princess too. Because uh, by the way, I haven't beat Twilight Princess, guys. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, that's a, that's a pretty divisive game. But hold, let me let me finish up my thoughts about Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, everything about it seemed like to be kind of like starkly different from Ocarina of Time. It wasn't traditional narratively. Like it was trying to, it was uh, not, not innovative. I don't want to keep saying the word innovative, but uh, it was trying to tell uh, like a different kind of story. And it was just ironic that. You have a darker story, but yeah, it's with young Link rather than like adult Link, um, mm-hmm. and and I mean, even though, of course, with some things you kind of say, oh, it's a bit not laziness, but like, oh, they, they use the same sets, that settings, but you know, like, you know, they already have the the textures and module models from the original one, so then they put into this one, but no, they they were able to craft something completely different, make a game that even to to this day is still like one of the most defining Zelda games because of how different it is mm-hmm. and I think that's why that's the one I'm more curious to play than Ocarina of Time because I think Ocarina of Time that game um, uh, something similar was in Twilight Princess but there is no other game like Majora's Mask no there really isn't I mean it, it was uh, if uh, if uh, Ocarina of Time was an acquired taste uh, Majora's Mask was the next acquired taste yeah so definitely. I mean it, so if Ocarina of Time was a uh, light beer, like a blonde <laughs> beer, Majora's Mask was the stout. You yeah, know, oh, that's a, a very no, that's a very good description <laughs> about it, especially yeah. with, with with the time travel aspect of trying to like because you only have three days to to save the I guess the world, but technically the village. Uh, I guess it's the world, um, and then trying to like keep trying to go back in time, and then seeing how things shift uh, with time. It, it's 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 really. Something else. I I don't know if I'll have a guide while I'm playing it. I'll I'll try to play it fresh and just see if I can figure things out. But I think, I, I think I might have the same problem that you do with it. That that, that being under those kinds of constraints. Well, I mean, have we'll you ever, have you ever played uh, Dead Rising? I was just thinking about that one. No, I haven't played it. Uh, so the first Dead Rising, it puts you on this 24-hour time limit, and uh, but they put you in this open-world uh, mall where you just get to beat up zombies. Yeah. And uh, so all you want to do is fucking beat up zombies and explore this fucking world and beat up zombies, but they fucking put a time limit to it. Yeah. And uh, to me, that like I hate it when they put time limits to games. Yeah. Like I, 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 I that's the biggest reason why I didn't beat the game. That's a biz- That's the biggest reason why I didn't play Majora's Mask to the fullest extent because I fucking hate that. Yeah. And to me, to me, those time limits are just as bad as escort quests. Mm. I, and I hate escort quests <laughs> I, because you're depending on either bad AI, weak AI, and it, it's just a fucking hassle. All you want to do is fucking go out and do shit. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so for me, that was the 
I mean, Dead Rising came after Majora's Mask, but uh, Majora's Mask was the first aspect of that, whereas, like, I play this, like, I don't want... I'm like, I, part of my fun was wandering around Hyrule Field and just dicking around. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that, that was fun. And honestly, not to go into the third segment a little bit, that's what makes Breath of the Wild so goddamn fun. <laughs> because they do that, but at the same time, they put you in a physics-based world. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And Majora's Mask... I will play it. I will beat it probably within the next month. And, nice. uh, but, uh, as a kid with my ADHD mind, <laughs> I mean, it, like, and even as a 30 year old with my ADHD mind, it, it just doesn't work out for me. It doesn't. And to, to sit down and play Majora's Mask for me is going to be a goddamn task. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it, it's just, just for how different it was and it, it'll be worth playing it just for that reason, just to say, Oh, I finally tried out Majora's mask and uh, I don't know. I'll see, I'll see how I feel about it when I ever, when I eventually get to it. Um, yeah. did you play, did you play Wind Waker? Yes, I did. Did you play, uh, did you play both the original version and the HD remake on Wii U? I played only the HD. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so, so Wind Waker, um, we provide a little context for Wind Waker. Um, so in Space World 2000, Nintendo showed uh, the they, the GameCube was just about to come out, and they showed this this um, this uh, version of Link and Ganon fighting. But it's like it's the, t- the texture, the, mo- the mo- model from Ocarina of Time. But it's like it looks a little better. It's the, yeah. the, the hardware was stronger. And then uh, they came up with a uh, Wind Waker. The car- it, lo- it looks cartoonish. Yeah, the cell and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It had a yeah. completely different art style than what people were expecting. It wasn't realistic. It was very, very much like um, like a storybook, really. And yeah. people did not take to it. And I think even when I had the chance to play it, I I don't think I knew Zelda as well or just something about the cover didn't look appealing to me. And I kick myself every day that I didn't play it early on because I finally got to play it um, a year ago. And I, I, I just, it's so fucking charming. It's fun, it's right? So the game fucking is fucking charming. fun. Uh, it's a great game. Uh, it's so... It's delightful. It is delightful. It's, it's adorable. And, and, Link is, has probably the most personality of any other... Of any Link. Like his facial expressions, the way he hesitates of trying to be the hero. He oh doesn't want to do when it. He's crawling when he's going, going across the ledges and he has that nervous look on his face. I mean, it, it, yes. it's... Just... Just... just uh, it's just fun, dude. I mean, and... and uh, and I and I feel bad that it got a lot of heat. I mean, and I'm not saying I wasn't guilty of uh, giving it heat because at first, I mean, like I said, I was a kid, and when Waker came, I was like, "That's not Zelda 3D," and, <laughs> and, and, and it, and I was ashamed I didn't play it sooner. And then I picked it up, played it at the same time you did. I, we, put, we were probably playing it around the same time. I played Wind Waker, and it was just a great game. It was fun. It was yeah. it, it was beautiful. It was fun to look at. It was appeasing, and it was there. It was pleasant to the eyes, and uh, like you said, Link had personality, and he was a he was a little kid, and you were that kid the entire time. And meanwhile, Ocarina of Time Link, uh, adult Link, looks like a fucking <laughs> no. He he was hideous. Adult Link is hideous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, but uh, the uh, no, it, it had all the charms of uh, an original Zelda game. And just, but I, with that, that game, with the starting area that, that island you start on. Yeah. Uh, it, it immediately just had this fun and, and this adventure is like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. I got to sneak around. I got to do this. And, and I don't know. It, it was just a well put together game, but everybody shat on it. 
myself um, included. And I think it's mostly because of the art style. I think that that was, which is really unfair. And and it's and it and it, that's what makes. We're going to talk about Twilight Princess next, but Twilight Princess was an immediate reaction, and and I, I've heard in interviews with some of the developers, they do say it's the most fan servicey Zelda they've ever developed. Yeah. And but it's a damn shame because uh, um, Zelda uh, Wind Waker actually had a really good combat. Like it wasn't quite as complex as Twilight Princesses was, but it was like just fun enough. You could hide in barrels. You could take the weapons of other enemies. Something that is very very expanded in Breath of the Wild. And the, ugh, I, some people do hate, do understandably hate the boat because the 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 king of red lions is is this adorable red boat that's kind of inspired by Japanese mythology. The the look I of the boat. I didn't fucking hate. I fucking love the boat. He was my best friend the entire goddamn. Play no, through. no, I yeah, loved him. yeah. No, the first time I was, I I found the, the king of red lions and we went on the ocean and just. And the music, oh fucking, the music, the, the music, music. Oh, Dragon Roost Island makes me come every time. All the way through. All the way. Oh, oh god. But maybe no. pre, maybe fucking pre. Oh. <laughs> I'm a fucking pre, dude. So, uh, Twilight Princess was the immediate uh, fan answer. Yeah, to, to, to Wind Waker, um... And uh, I probably also should mention this before we get, to get go into Twilight Princess. I have not finished Wind Waker. God, there's so many fucking games I haven't played. Zach, uh, help me. Zach, help me. Help me. It's okay. It's okay. How old are you? 24. Oh, it's okay, man. It's okay. I'm 30. I haven't finished them all either. <laughs> I'll, get to, I'll get to Wind Waker and then I'll have a more... I probably will do a mini episode. I feel like I love Wind Waker enough that I will do a mini episode on at some point, but... Um, well, fuck, we should, we, should, we should do something where we, uh, we uh, both, like, commit to playing hours of Wind Waker, and we both update each other, and we both update after we beat it, and then we talk about Wind Waker. Hey, I, I like that idea. I like that idea, too, like, because I'm, I'm actually uh, about halfway through Wind Waker right now, and uh, you can start playing it, or, well, where, where are you at in it? Well, the, the problem is it's <coughs> emulated, <laughs> and my brother has the PC to be able to do that, so he's not here right now, so I ha- I can't, I won't be able to play until June. Well, until the Switch gets, we all know Switch is going to get all the Zeldas. So. I certainly hope so. It, they will. It, it will. I mean, it, they're they're working on it. So, no, I like no. We should do something. We we should do something where we organize a uh, a playthrough where or or we could uh, pick a game. We each pick a game. We each start playing it, and we give a deadline to finish it. Yeah. And then we, do it, we talk about it. Let's talk about that. That would be really cool. I would I would love to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a fun game. Yeah. Oh, hey, everyone. Uh, this is the host star, Lil Rodriguez, cutting in to announce that uh, Zach and I recorded a lot more than I ever thought we would. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're actually this is actually part one of a special two part episode about the Zelda series. And in part two, we're going to explore Twilight Princess. And then we're going to have our extremely long conversation about Breath of the Wild. Uh, Zach and I did not predict this. I, th- I had a feeling that when we were starting, it was going to be a longer recording, but I did not know how long it was going to be. So apologies. Pressure should be out by next week, but if not, it'll be out the week after that. But we will try our damnedest to make sure that it gets out as quickly as possible. Taking us out today are a selection of tracks 
from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, composed by Banaka Kataoka and Yasuaki Iwata. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you for part two. My wife's in the room with me, by the way. Say hi, Arlo. Hi, Christina. Arlo says hi. Oh, hi, Arlo. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm having a lot of fun talking to your husband right now. Well, he's a sweetheart. Aww. So I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> she came in here wanting to hang out while we did the podcast. and then. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm here. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, she's keeping me in check, making sure I don't t- I don't make a fool out of myself. So, well, that's normal. So, <laughs> all right, all right, Sadie, I think it's time for you to go. <laughs>